Hello, everyone, and welcome to Coffee with Convery. I am your host, Brian Convery, and my guest today is Shendel Jim. Shendel is skilled in public speaking, event planning, research, interpersonal communications, and business analysis. Shendel is currently pursuing a Bachelor of Science degree focused in psychology from the University of Toronto with graduation plans in 2023. Welcome, Shendel, to the show. To get us going, I'm always like to uh, kind of introduce some get to know you questions and to get us warmed up. So let's talk about some of those fun questions and get to know a little bit more about you. What is your most favorite or used emoji? Um, my favorite emoji right now is the hugging one. I think it's super cute and a very wholesome addition to my text convo. So I use that one the most. The huggy one. I like that. I like that. We're all we're all in need of hugs these days, right? Mm. Um, if you could eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Um, so I actually like baking and I bake bread in the shape of frogs sometimes. So I'd probably eat that because I think it'd be kind of funny to say that I'm eating froggy bread for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna get a lot of questions on that one, I'm sure. <laughs> Uh, favorite way to spend a day off? Um, I really like calling my friends or rewatching The Office for like the millionth time, but it's not very productive. <laughs> but that's okay. That's okay. So The Office—that's a favorite of yours. Yes, definitely. Okay. Um, hit the snooze button or wake up immediately. Um, I wake up immediately. Embrace the day. Get going. Yeah, yeah. I, I hear you. It's nice to do that. It's harder when it's in the winter, but as the brighter days are coming, um, I'm finding myself waking up a lot quicker. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you had to pick a word um, that's important to you or your favorite word, what would it be? Um, I like bumblebee because that's something my mom calls me, and they're, they're they're really cute. Bumblebees. That is, I love that. Hugs and bumblebees. I I'm loving yeah. this conversation already. All right, so, you know, this is a chance now to talk a little bit more about you um, and, and your journey. Many, many students like yourself have made that high school to post-secondary school transition. Now kind of looking for that first job and looking for that opportunity. Um, and each of our journeys is different. I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about your journey, some of your transitions from, you know, high school to university and and what you've learned along the way. Yeah, so I think the shift from high school to university is def definitely a difficult one to get accustomed to. Um, when I transitioned from high school to university, I had this expectation that it was going to be the same, but with a bit more freedom, like compared to high school. But you know, that definitely wasn't the case. Um, it was far more difficult and mentally strenuous than I imagined. And then in the summer of my first year, I got my first paid full-time job with RBC within procurement, which was also something I had no experience or even an idea about. But um, the biggest thing I learned was to ask for help. Uh, I used to have this habit of kind of trying to figure things out on my own, but as I navigated through all these changes, I realized how important it is to really rely on your support system and to seek help when you can, especially like whether it's from friends or families or even professors or TAs, or in the case of my internship, my entire team, you know, and that was one thing that I really learned was just everyone wants to help everyone succeed, especially now. So I'm really glad I reached out and sought support when I needed it. That's some really good insights and, you know, sometimes we spend time trying to figure things out to the point that 
we just work ourselves up into a corner and and having that ability to know when it's okay to ask for help and you know yourself making that transition you know prop you know more recently from high school um than some of my um guests um you know with the fact that you're you're graduating in a, in a couple of years um you know did you feel i guess my my kind of reflection back and talking to folks and wanting other students to hear is that you're right that high school to to post secondary is 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 a pivotal moment and i'm not sure you i'm not sure if there's a way to better prepare or to get ready for it um given that you know in high school you're you're trying to figure out where you're going to go to school and how, how did how did you figure out you know that that sort of equation or how to make that that jump to school that's what, like in in general i like i knew i wanted to go to university my whole life because i had this career path like i wanted to you know open a clinic eventually and stuff like that but it was definitely scary like going from high school to university and now i have this younger brother who's going to high school next year and he's somehow even more stressed than i was going to university so it's one of those things where the biggest thing like the main thing i realized was it's something everybody is going through like around me like everyone in my yes. first year classes was going through the same thing i was so it wasn't something that I had to be stressed about alone because there were so many people around me that understood what I was going through. And I had my family as well to help me through that who already went through that. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think most importantly is to recognize that, to talk about it and, you know, try to de-stress it as much as possible. But um, that, that's why the purpose of the show really is to share some of those, those inside thoughts, because, you know, there are other people that will be listening to this or have made the journey you're going to, make or they're about to do it and thank you for being um so transparent with that and sharing your thoughts um along those lines um you know the idea around um school itself and i know you're 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 in school now and and you've you've had an opportunity with rbc and as you start to reflect back on education which comes in all forms right you learned on the job you learned mm -hmm. new things there but is there something either in high school or or post-secondary that you think should be taught or talked about that isn't, that would maybe help a little bit more with what we just talked about? I think taxes is something that's very important to be taught about. But like, I'm 19 and I still have no idea how they work. Um, I kind of just jumped, dumped my T4 forms on my dad. So shout out to him for taking care of it. But it's just, I feel like personal finance and just matters of taxes and stuff is super important for people to know. And it's just something that isn't taught. So. Yeah, that's, that's definitely a gap I've noticed, especially now that I'm working. That's a great one. And especially now, right? It's tax season. Mm -hmm. And I, I've heard from a number of students and, you know, I think this has been an ongoing, <laughs> it seems like an ongoing dilemma. And I'm, I'm laughing because even when I was, I, my dad did my taxes, I think up until my late 20s. And, and then when I started having to file global taxes and other things, he said, forget it. I'm, I, I don't know how to do that. But, you know, it's, it's something that, um, that finances and taxes and budgeting and planning and, you know, getting ready maybe to buy your first place or whatever that may be, mm. you know, this has come through a lot with the students. And I'm hoping that, you know, I know we offer different sort of prep courses for students at RBC around um, uh, financial literacy through our RBC future launch, but Clearly, this is a need and it's something that, you know, going back in time with me, I like I didn't really have that knowledge of taxes, which I think impacts the way you overall manage finances overall. You need to understand the bits and pieces, right? Yeah. 
So, well, kudos to your dad as well. Like I said, I thank, thank, thankfully for parents who can do it, but uh, it is something yeah. that, you know, it would be good to kind of get some discussions going and maybe even high school around that. Yeah. Um, getting like a little bit more personal now and and knowing your your position and working with RBC um, and having, uh, you know, your, your schooling there. Um, I'd like to talk always with a guest about something that maybe you can share with us and our audience, our guests, our students, others listening in. What's been a big challenge or a big challenge for you? And, you know, how did you overcome it or how are you overcoming it? Um, this is a bit of a long story, if you don't mind, when I was preparing. That's okay. Before. We but, got time. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my my biggest challenge was actually uh, before university, um, and I, it was something I dealt with in high school. So I used to play basketball competitively since I was about six, and during my junior year, I tore my ACL and meniscus in a uh, tournament, and I had to get surgery and undergo heavy physiotherapy, but that wasn't, like, something that bothered me. It was the fact that I couldn't play anymore because mm -hmm. I might re-injure myself. And, you know, I'm, I'm 5'11", so people always assumed I played it, and it was a sport I was happy to say I did. But, you know, it was something, like, being a basketball player was something I used to define myself, and suddenly I couldn't anymore. So it was a super strange period that made me feel like I didn't know who I was in a way. Um, mm -hmm. But the time I was in recovery allowed me to realize what other skills I had and other aspects of myself that I never used to describe myself. Like, you know, I like within, in high school, I actually wrote a book and that was something I never told people because I was always like, oh, no, I'm a basketball player. Like, that's all who I, I, I am kind of thing. And, you know, it took that being stripped for me to realize that I have a lot more to me. So um, I actually re-injured myself in the summer before university and I was far better prepared because, you know, I could talk to my family and I didn't have an identity crisis <laughs> midway. But, yeah. you know, I think that was definitely something that did take up a big part of my life. And it, you know, it gave me a big lesson, you know, just knowing who I was. And I'm glad it happened ultimately. But, yeah. It's a really, thank you so much for being vulnerable and sharing that insightful story. And and you wrote a book? Yes. Are you serious? Really? Is it been published? Yeah, it, it was. And I'm, like, rewriting it now. So you can't find it anywhere. But I did in grade nine, I think. But, yeah. Okay, well, then we're going to have to have another follow-up podcast when you're ready to release the book so we can share with everyone. That's that's inspiring. Wow. And um, and the other thing that you got out there, too, and it's come up quite a bit, too, is this whole identity, you know, identifying who we are by what we do and even even with the sports, right? And then when that's mm -hmm. something like that's taken away from you, you, you're like, well, who am I? And you start to question things and and try to figure that out. But yeah, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And other other listeners probably can identify with some of those struggles as well. Um, mm -hmm. Along those lines, um, you know, we we change our priorities. Um, it's it's a factor of life. I mean, we, we might set out to be, you know, a, a nurse or a fireman or or a business person or whatever it might be, or like in your case, too, um, you know, thinking about the athletics and then things change due to, to injury, but so sometimes our dreams, yesterday's dreams aren't always our reality. Um, how have, as you've kind of looked at things and looking ahead, how have your priorities changed over time and, and why? Um, when I was younger, I thought I wanted to be a surgeon, but you know, after that injury, actually, I did a lot of deep introspection and I realized that that was just a childhood dream and not something I wanted to do anymore. 
And I actually remember having a conversation with my dad, and I told him how all I wanted to do in the future was help people. And he told me that no matter what field I ended up in, I, I would help people because that's just the type of person I am. And yes. you know, that, that, that really helped, like, you know, put everything into perspective. So I decided to go into clinical psychology to help, you know, teenagers and stuff with severe mental health issues so, you know, I can make them feel less alone. Because, you know, even though I, I feel like even though society has made so much progress towards normalizing mental health issues, there's still so much stigma around these, like, serious ones that, you know, prevents a lot of people from seeking help. So that's kind of how my priorities shifted over time. Like, you know, again, it came with coming to know myself better and what I wanted to do, so. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and again, like, you know, you're hitting upon another, another interesting and, and uh, front and center topic right now is not just physical health, but mental health. And, you know, especially through this past year and all the things we've been experiencing on different levels, you know, recognizing that and, and understanding that that's part of our wellness as well, right? Um, but mm. yeah, and um, great advice, great advice from Dalen. Really, um, really good introspective ideas to think about. Um, the other thing we've started to chat with and talk about is how do we flip the narrative on how we describe ourselves and how we look for opportunities? Um, and, and I've been talking to folks like yourself and saying, you know, we always lead with what we do, right? Or, or what? So, for example, mm -hmm. you know, you might lead with that you're a student, or that you know you're an intern, and that's great. But really, what are your values, passions, and and along with that comes your skills. So, I'm trying to help students as they think about those interviews and you know your 30 second pitch at a networking event, but leading really more with your values and, and what skills have come with that and then share what you're doing. Um, but so if you were to think about yourself um, and where you are in, in this stage of a journey um, and you've, you've, you've talked a little bit about it um, in the other conversations, but what, what values do you think describe you as a person and how have those values helped you to enable you to be, uh, be successful and, and to get ahead? Um, so my mom always told me three things, uh, don't lie, don't hurt people and be happy. And throughout my life, I've lived by those things. And I think it really shaped me into this honest and kind and compassionate person. I try to be, um, you know, having integrity and being transparent has helped me achieve a lot of success in any team or group I've worked in and being grateful for what I've had also helped me find joy in my life at all times. So, you know, I think it can be especially hard, um, in times like this like to not become callous or ungrateful, but mm -hmm. I try to remind myself that I'm still so lucky to have the life I have and that by being kind and honest, I can help other people and, you know, hopefully make them realize there's joy in their life too. But yeah, I, I thank my mom every day for telling me those three things because it's definitely helped me throughout my life. Wow. Yeah. You, those are some great kind, I mean, kind, <laughs> we can't, we could use so much more kindness in the world right now and more Chandel when that comes to that place because, you know, we're all we're all feeling, uh, you know, down and, and, and out in some cases um, with, with things going on, you know, but, uh, you know, the, the ability to to spread kindness and to be there for people um, is always important. So and it sounds like your parents have been a super influential um, yeah. on you with some really great advice and that that's wonderful to have that family support. Um, one other thing, um, as we're thinking about. Um, the idea of um, listeners here who may be thinking 
about their journeys and other things and what to do. Um, do you have any sort of, you know, last minute advice or ideas that you might want to share with the audience? Mm, always seek support, I think, is the big, it's one of the biggest life lessons I learned. Um, you know, in a pandemic, when we're told to self-isolate and stay away from people, it's easy to disappear like that. And I mean, I'm not, I'm not telling people to break public health guidelines, but, you know, <laughs> it's important to reach out to those you love. Um, like, it's, it's funny how we live in this time where everyone's connected through social media and phones and even letters if you still want to, but people don't. So I think it's really important to reach out and maintain these connections. Because, you know, eventually there will be a time where we are able to spend time together and hug, hug each other and laugh together again. But until then, we have to just do what we can given the situa situation and, you know, understand there's always support out there. So it's okay to rely on other people and remind them what they mean to us. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, great advice too, and that the future is is coming, right? That we can get back mm -hmm. together and, and do those things. and. We can still use those hug emojis to get us there, um, but we can actually hope for some hugs in the near future. I I just want to say thank you so much, Shandell, for joining me this morning. Um, you know, on a Tuesday cloudy morning in Toronto, you just brightened my day to to hear how you're doing and 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 your advice and thoughts and insights. I think it's really uplifting, and I I want to thank you so much for being on the show. No, thank you so much for having me. I I'm so happy to be a part of this project. You know, I'm sure a lot of people are going to be excited to hear the rest of the podcast as well. You know, I, I'm listening. So, great. No, thanks. And um, that you know, this is hopefully students for students, right? Sharing your stories so that others can can uh, feel that joy and start using those hugs emojis and and really be kind and kind to others. Uh, a lesson today that's. Uh, resonating well with me. So for the listeners, if you liked what you heard today, please share this podcast with your network and please continue to tune in for more upcoming episodes. This has been Coffee with Convery and until next time, stay well.